Hello and welcome to Casting Views, a podcast with me, Lou, and me, Dan. <laughs> where we pick a subject each week, could be anything, something relevant in the news, something that we just find funny, and we'll cast some views on it. This week is week two of our food week, and before we get stuck into the main course of, of, of what we're gonna what the subject's gonna be today, I'm gonna hand over to Dan for our promo and you'll understand obviously why I'm handing over to Dan for the promo once you've heard it. Yeah, I'm going to do the promo, thanks Lou, because it's a promo for the Fuck My Work Life podcast and yeah, thank you for letting me say it because you know I love saying the Fuck My Work Life podcast. Um, If you haven't listened to them, why not? They are J&K and they are pretty much, as the title suggests, they read out and discuss listeners um and tweeters stories about bad days at work funny stories or weird stories at work i'm not going to say kind of what the the last couple have been about you you honestly need to to check them out actually lou in one of the last episode because they call they endearingly call their listeners fuckers which apparently <laughs> the listeners voted for that and in, in in one of their recent episodes they're actually um discussing us i think they played our promo and they said i wonder what they call their viewers so we've now got to come up do we call them casters do we call them viewers is there another name we come up with we'll have to we'll have to think of that <laughs> <laughs> a job for next week but anyway enough of enough of me let's let's hear from them have you ever had a bad day at work well the fuck my work life podcast is perfect for you host j and k share listeners entertaining stories from the workplace which may have you thinking you don't have it so bad after all Find Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform. And we're back. I feel like it is just an excuse for you to say a swear word, isn't it, really? What, the Fuck My Work Life podcast? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because obviously you're the you're the much less sweary person on this podcast. And I feel like there it gives you a real paw for you to turn around and say it. And also, whilst we were having our ad break, Dan evidently pointed out <laughs> the fact that we're not on week two of Food Week. We're actually on week two of Food Month. <laughs> yeah. So evidently you can tell I'm a little bit tired today. <laughs> but nonetheless, we will be digging into our main course it's now. From the, it's from so, the big meal you ate for dinner, wasn't it? <laughs> So this week's episode is all about competitive eating. Yeah, yeah, competitive eating. I wish I had taken that up, but <laughs> and you know what? I mean, to be fair, if you'd have witnessed us like you know around our Italian dinner table on Sundays, you'd probably <laughs> think that we could we could be competitive eaters. To be fair, well, I could definitely go for food challenges. Some of them, I'd love to have a go at that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there there there's a few that I would happily have a go at. But some of them that are just a little bit too nuts, if that makes sense. So, <laughs> should we start with particular types of food eaters? Should we, sorry, food eaters, food contests, or particular people? What kind of favourite competitions did you see when you were doing some research into competitive eating? Well, I took a slightly different tack. So, I looked at like the history of it and when it kind of started. <laughs> And then I felt what I got. You're you're just like do you know um on countdown where you've got the person that gives you like Dictionary the definitions corner. and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden you're like, this is the facts. <laughs> <laughs> well well the thing is, whenever we suggest a title, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this. And then you know you fall down a rabbit hole of kind of a lot or a thread of investigation. You pull a thread and you go down it. So I kind of looked at the early examples and the history of it and then the rules around it and the organization of it i did get some some eaters but then i ended up 
completely different than looking at food challenges, some in this country, but the majority, as you'd probably expect in the States. Hello, our American listeners. So, yeah, I mean, shall I just mention some of the early where, where we think it started, competitive eating? Yeah, I'll tell you what, give us, the, give us the origins of the craft. So apparently the first recorded pie eating contest took place in Toronto in 1878, which is actually wow. quite quite far back really i I wasn't expecting it to be that far then there are some notable there were some notable examples of early eating contests there or contestants sorry there's a guy called joe mccarthy who consumed 31 pies in a competition in 1897 (laughs) (laughs) a chap called frank dotzler is also noteworthy for well consuming 275 oysters eight and one eighth pounds of steak 12 rolls and three large pies, all washed down with 11 cups of coffee in 1909. That was in Manhattan. As if if your stomach couldn't take it, your heart can't take it either. (laughs) Yeah, he's up all night with the pains because of the 11 cups of coffee. I mean, 275 oysters and eight and one eight. It's it's about it's eight and one eighth pounds of steak. It's that extra, you know, what was that? Just a little bit they chucked on that, you know, it's like he'd eaten all the the remains and it's like, well, you might as well have this little bit. (laughs) But they think the recent surge in popularity came from the development of Nathan's hot dog eating contest, which is an annual holiday tradition that's been held on the 4th of July every year since 1916 at Coney Island. However, while the origins are debated, it it was believed to have begun as a result of four immigrants who tried to eat as many hot dogs as possible to show off their patriotism. In 2010, though, promoter Mortimer Matz admitted to having fabricated the legend of the 1916 start date with another man called Max Rosie in the early 70s as part of a publicity stunt. So just it feels like with everything, even as innocent as food eating, there's, there's a mystery or a, <laughs> or a deceit to an origin. Just a couple of other things then before we go into kind of the, the, the modern day. There's there is an organization. There's a ma- the organization of Major League Eating, the Emily, started in 1997, and that was a key development in increasing popularity. And it organizes between 70 and 80 eating contests per year across North America. That's pretty impressive. Like that's actually something that's like got substantial pull to it as well, isn't it? Yeah. I'll skip the next bit I had because you've mentioned specific eaters. So if you don't mention this guy, I'll come back to it. In 2011, so this Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which I mentioned earlier, they also organised that. And in 2011, it introduced a female-only tournament. Yeah, that, that's kind of a little little rundown. So basically from humble beginnings in 1878 of a pie-eating contest through to now where you've got an organisation, the MLE, running 80, 80 tournaments a year. <laughs> See, this is actually like a proper professional sports league. And from from what I imagine, I imagine that lots of competitors do just have sponsorships and that sort of thing. When I was doing a look at competitive eating just generally as well, I looked at the type of people that are competitive eaters. And this will be something that I feel like is a running theme when we talk about some of the people that we're going to talk about. But I always find it weird that a lot of these people are super skinny. Oh, yeah. And do you know what? I found out a reason for that. There's a theory behind that. Yeah, I feel like you, you know, when you've got people that are turning around and eating, literally professionally eating tens of thousands of calories, the first person I was going to talk about, because they're quite a notable one on YouTube, was Matt Stoney. 
Now, Matt Stoney, <laughs> he's got loads of world records as well. There's actually a breakdown of all of the world records that he's had, ranging from bacon to birthday cake to um, pancakes to popcorn, all of that sort of thing. It's unbelievable. And again, just just on the nature of people being small, he's five foot eight and weighs sixty one kilos. Okay. Oh, what's that in stone? I'd have to work out what that. Oh, is I don't know stone. what that is in 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 proper old money. But yeah, really, really small, <laughs> small guy. He makes loads of videos on YouTube, like competitively eating basically anything and everything. I think he's got the world record as well for the fastest. What's the children's meals you get from McDonald's? Happy meals. Uh, happy meals. I think it's like the fastest, the fastest eating of a happy meal as well. But he's been around for years as well. So he's actually touching 30 now. But he was breaking world records back in 2013. So what? That was when he was about 21? I love that. He's been around for years. He's 30. He's 15 years younger than me. He's yeah, been around yeah, for years. He's, yeah. he's a veteran. <laughs> he is a veteran. Um, first world record broken was birthday cake. Five and a half pounds of birthday cake in nine minutes. No, you see, I couldn't do a sweet challenge. I couldn't do a sweet challenge. But honestly, some of the statistics are absolutely mental. Here we go. 2014 at the Elk Grove Pumpkin Festival, 20.8 pounds of pumpkin pie in eight minutes. Wow. And then with reference eight to minutes. the fastest... Eight minutes. That is that is two and a bit newborn children in eight minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a different slant on that, isn't it? No, no, no. But just just for context, obviously, you know, you know, it, you know, you know what baby looks like. But you know, yeah. that, that's that's a lot of food. That is Jesus. Yeah, yeah don't have, don't have any babies nearby. <laughs> um, the fastest McDonald's Happy Meal record that he set was eaten in fifteen point two two seconds back in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, but to be fair, I can probably polish off like the quote adult meals quite quickly. So a Happy Meal, you probably just inhale. Well, funnily enough, I actually think that includes the drink as well. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Which I think is slightly okay, more difficult. That's... And then I think yeah. the most impressive is all of his competitive eating <laughs> records. Bacon, 182 slices. And how long do you reckon it took? 182. Oh, God. I- I'm not going to know. Say, all right, even if you say it took two seconds, what's that? 180, that's 360 seconds. What's that? No, that's that's... No, that's too long. That's about five minutes. Now, go and tell what what is it? Five minutes. Oh, it's five minutes. Oh. Yeah, five minutes. Wow. One hundred eighty-two slices of bacon. That's one every two. So it's not even the fact you, you make it, or I make it sound easy. Yeah, one every two seconds, but it's just the amount, isn't it? After a while, that grease and that taste. Because I love bacon, but it's quite a rich flavour, isn't it? Yeah, and um, kind of in terms of competitive eating as well whilst not an actual competition have you ever heard of the heart attack grill in las vegas yes yeah went yeah. viral yeah because people yeah. that are like over 350 pounds eat free and they do yeah. crazy crazy burgers and that sort of thing last year he ate a twenty thousand calorie burger in four minutes and 10 seconds jeez that's what the intake of what a man for probably eight days in four minutes and 10 seconds bloody hell i'm gonna Although, go back oh go on Sorry, no, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, I'm going to go back to the bacon bit, though, right? Whilst I'm still not saying it's not a great challenge, I think this must have been American bacon, right? I think if it was English bacon, it would take longer. Yeah, yeah. You know, those rushes are different to the street. Yeah, English bacon's quite fat as well, so I feel like the American stuff is quite crunchy and crispy, maybe. Yeah, I reckon it would be interesting to see if he's done it with, quote, English bacon, 
and see how much how long that would take him or how many you could do in five minutes. I feel like it's a bit too gritty though, English bacon. I don't think it's inclined for speed eating, if you know what I mean. Like you said, the the, the crispy, streaky bacon you can probably like you said, crunch it in two bites or shove it shove it all in your mouth as it were. Right, if you've got a fat rasher of bacon, it's probably slightly harder to, to eat quickly. He actually as well holds one of the records. Now, I imagine one of the contests that you were probably going to talk about was the Nathan's 4th of July. Oh, that's the one I've mentioned. Yeah. Context. Yeah. 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 So he actually placed first in that. And I believe that Surprise. was in 2015 for eating 62 hot dogs placed first. Jeez, I mean... And that's is that, impressive. Is that just I the think. sausages? Is that just the sausages or the bun? No, no, no. Well? That's the bun, and that's the, the bun, bun and the, the, the a, yeah, yeah. It's the bun that would get me. Yeah, because it's all bread and all carbs. Yeah. Having said it's that, 62. it's probably the the twenty first sausage would also get me. But the the, the <laughs> bun, it's the bread that's a filler, isn't it? I just, oh man. But yeah, currently ranked um, fourth in the world by the MLE. Um, sorry yeah yeah the MLE I love how they've got literally on their website they've actually just got like a world ranking it's absolutely hilarious um, but Matt Stoney's done loads of challenges on YouTube in terms of um, I think the one that I watched most recently was like jelly or jello as you, you'd call it in the States and he literally just turned around and he made an absolute ton of this jello stuff and just sat there eating it I just thought to myself I was just like if you throw up it's just all of this gluttonous nonsense. And then I think he made protein shakes. But, you know, with like a whole one of those tubs of protein powder. Yeah. I think what he did is he just polished one of them off and it turned out to be something stupid, like 30,000 calories in one sitting. Yes. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. You should Google and have a pic- have a look at him because you'd never think the bloke puts away 15,000 cal- calories in, in one sitting. 15.2 million subscribers. But, yeah, it's bloody impressive, to be fair. <laughs> wow. But that's the thing. If you vomit, I mean, I've got here, so we can go into it after, you know, you, you, you name a couple more, but you can't vomit. You're disqualified. And can you imagine going through it? Can you imagine if you did it on like the penultimate one, which meant you didn't qualify. So you've gone through all that and you don't don't get the record and then you throw up <laughs> you know, in front of everyone. I mean, that's got to be, that's just got to be heartbreaking. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll go on to speak about who the MLE claim is the greatest eater in history. Let's do it. Go on. This is a man named Joey Chestnut. Yes, and I again, by the name, great, <laughs> Joey great name, great name. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is amazing. Uh, 38, 230 pounds. Joey Chestnut is the greatest eater in history. That is not empty editorializing or bloviating. <laughs> that is empirical fact. <laughs> if you look at the list of records that this man holds, 46 world records across 46 disciplines. I love that. Disciplines, 46 disciplines. He includes the records for hot dogs. Again, this is the world record for hot dogs. Hamburgers. <laughs> Some of them are just so weird. Corned beef sandwiches, fish tacos. And of all of them, what did we talk about in the food episode? He holds the record for Twinkies. Oh, really? Oh, my word. I so, couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> in 2013, he turned around and in six minutes, how many Twinkies do you reckon he put down? In how many minutes? Six. Six minutes. Right, so they're they're quite small, aren't they? If I'm thinking of if the ones we get over here are, are yeah, well, I don't know if the American ones are slightly larger. I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm imagining again. I reckon be. you can polish. You could probably do it in two seconds, but there's going to be a slowdown. All right, let's say. Oh, is this going to be utterly crazy? Let's say two twenty. 
Oh no no no! Not that. Many, oh, it's not that many. Okay, one hundred twenty. Yeah, I mean, I, he is the greatest competitive eater in history, but he's not that bloody good. Joey, what's the matter with you? One hundred twenty-one Twinkies. Yeah, Joey Chestnut, up your have, game, mate. Do you have to open them, <laughs> or are they unwrapped already? Is I think not? they're unwrapped already. God, Joey, if anyone knows him, get him in touch with us. I, I, I literally, I would absolutely love love to speak to him. I mean, we love our food, right? So yeah, get in touch. He also holds the record for Philly cheesesteaks. Now, a Philly cheesesteak oh, was six, six inches long and in 10 minutes. So I guess that's basically the equivalent of me saying how many six-inch subways do you reckon you could do in 10 minutes? I oh, see. This is a problem. I wouldn't know because I just love enjoying my food. I couldn't imagine finishing it. You just know, I'm the opposite. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be a slow-eating contest. <laughs> how, how many did he do? He did 23 six-inch Philly cheesesteaks. But Philly cheesesteaks as well are a lot of like dairy there are a lot of meat and i yeah. imagine again being in america they're proper portioned pleasure. as opposed to the shit that we would get here yeah anyone who knows him please get in touch with us yeah i feel like i'd love to just speak to the guy because i just turn around and be like how do you know what always concerns me as well is how do you realize that you're good at eating do you actually just sit down at dinner one day and you turn around and think oh you know what i'll put a lot away i'm still hungry or is it something that people just train for i feel like there has to be a natural element of being talented at this I wonder if it's sometimes does it start off as a dare or does it start off as a I wonder if I could do that. I remember when we spoke in the uh, the record breaker episode, we said the same thing. What makes somebody think about doing something? So is it just boredom? Is it a stroke of genius? Is it or is it a dare or drunk? You got drunk one day and someone said, how many hot dogs can you eat? <laughs> Let's try. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I don't I, I just don't know how it would have started. And again, I mean, Joey Chestnut has had a really long career. <laughs> this, I just love the MLE website. It's so it's so epic. Chestnut defeated Kobayashi at the 2007 Nathan's Famuel, Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest to return the mustard yellow belt to the United States. And that's actually true. I'm being serious. They do give you like a WWE style championship belt for the hot dog eating contest, which must be class. Like you must be walking to bars, because that's like the the condiment of choice, isn't it? On on the hot dog, the mustard. <laughs> it's just do you know what it is as well. When you see some of the stills of these contests, and you just got a dude half scramming a hot dog in his mouth, it's absolutely brilliant. Oh god, it doesn't it doesn't look pleasant. It's not it's not elegant. These contests are they? I've seen some of them. <laughs> well, the hot dog eating one as well. I've always found because I watched some clips from the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and they genuinely look like they're in pain at some points. Yeah, well, I've seen the chili eating ones and those people are definitely in pain. Yeah, well, you know what as well? That's what I think. I think there are two different types of eating challenge that are like the major ones. There's volume and then there's heat. Yeah, volume and difficulty probably maybe yeah the, the, the heat ones i just i would stay away from those yeah because i feel like they can do even worse damage to you and i actually think there are instances of people that have been like hospitalized from eating chilies that are too hot um i think the name of the guy that invented it was ed curry who's the one who bred the carolina reaper oh right yes yeah 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 um, he actually owns a company when he developed the carolina reaper and i think he still holds the record for the hottest um, chili ever created and they actually have a do you know we talked in the strange sports one yeah, yeah. um about we are to the champions where we looked at cheese yeah. rolling there's actually one on chili eating it's episode um, two, yeah yeah it is and he's actually in that and you've got people in that who are again doing these chili eating challenges and i think they finish on the carolina reaper and they are genuinely 
in pain unimaginable to anything else. I just that don't know how they like... do it. I mean, they're, they're like six or seven, eight rounds in, aren't they? And I'm thinking I could probably do a couple easy. I, I used to really like my chilies and I could probably do a couple. But after that, I'd be in pain. I, I, I'm telling you now, I don't know how they get to like ten, round 10. Yeah, because I think they start off with small stuff as well, don't they? They'll start off with like a Carolina Reaper or something. Small and then stuff. all of a sudden... Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. They'll start off with a jalapeno yeah, and but then slowly work their not, way up to... <laughs> but I love the way you make it sound like it's a marshmallow or something. I mean, they're still bloody hot, aren't they? That's You know, jalapenos are what people look at and think, yeah, I'm going to add that to my pizza because that's, that's going to be hot. You know, and that's their starter. Well, I actually did have a look at, um, do you know, like the Scoville heat scale when it comes to yeah. the chili eating contests? Yeah. So a jalapeno sits at 8,000 Scoville units and jalapenos are hot, but they're not, yeah. you know, they're not, you know, horrific things. Then you've got cayenne pepper, cayenne chilies or peppers, which are 50,000 Scoville units. Um, you've got a Scotch bonnet. And now this is terrible, but I remember my dad not telling me what it was uh, and giving <laughs> me a tiny bit of a Scotch bonnet when I was yeah. young. And it literally blew my head off. 350,000 Scoville units and then you skip up to the Carolina Reaper which is what they finish on and it's 2.2 million and then on the Scoville <laughs> on the Scoville unit heat scale after this the next one up is 5.3 million Scoville units US grade pepper spray <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's the only reasonable comparison that they can bring do you know what right like I said I used to love my chilies right but acid reflux has got in the way of that recent years damn you <laughs> But I remember once, yeah, I used to love them. What I did, I'd chop them up, put them on my steak or put them in salad. I even used to put them in sandwich. I'd make a ham and cheese sandwich for work and I'd put jalapenos or chilies in my sandwich, right? Once, Tesco, a supermarket, was selling ghost pepper. And I bought a bag of those and I was chopping them up. And the other half said, um, oh, before you put that in your food, you would just want to try it first. And I was like, nah. And then I said, well, maybe. I put the knife to my tongue. And just the juice alone, I was sweating. I turned bright red. <laughs> I, I, I said, "You know what? I was, I'm I'm thinking better of it." I, I'm yeah, and and I didn't eat them. But I, I was just just the juice alone, and that's not even the hottest one anymore. But yeah, you've got really burly blokes literally crying with pain <laughs> when they're doing these chili eating challenges. And you know what? I don't know how Ed Curry hasn't been done for some form of you know like actual bodily harm for selling the products that he does. But his nickname is Smoking, which evidently <laughs> yeah, I bet you he know, is. I bet leads- he is. <laughs> leads into uh, the uh, the thing. I actually think in the program, if I remember rightly, he did just put one in his mouth with his dad, and he turned around. And he was just like, "No, we're used to chilies. We like it." I was just like, <laughs> he, "He literally must have no taste buds left, surely." I remember actually, slight diversion. I remember once at a, at a place I worked at, kind of like you know, remember the we mentioned before the ice the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, the place I worked at did it was for charity, but it was a chili challenge, right? And you would be nominated, and you. You paid a pound and you had to eat, I can't remember the two, it was two chilies, not not anything massive, but it was, it might have been um, a scotch bonnet and I can't, I can't remember the other one. Let's, let's say a jalapeno for, 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 for one of trying to remember. You would then do it and you would nominate two people and they would have to do the same. And one guy said, do you know what? I love chilies. I'll have both. All right. You know, all right, mister. He ate both. And I'll tell you what, about an hour later, he just went as pale as anything and he looked really ill for the rest of the day. But, you know, he wouldn't own up to the fact that he couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, chilies, they're deceptive, man. They're deceptive. Because the, the thing is as well, I always felt like with the eating ones in terms of the volume, I always felt like there was a sense of achievement behind them. 
yeah. because you're putting down lots of volume. Whereas with the chili ones, I feel like it's just unnecessary self harm. Do you think it's a bit of it's a bit of machismo? It's a bit of I'm better than you. Look, I can eat yeah, twenty chilies. Do you think it's a bit? Maybe of... it's not what it looks like when they've turned around and put <laughs> chili in their mouth, though. Like I'd rather I'd I'd rather turn around and and lose out on the manliness testosterone contest if it meant not having to do that to myself. Yeah, I just I just wonder if it is a bit about being better than everyone else whereas I, I know in the normal food eating there's an element of that but it feels like yeah like you said you've achieved something it's almost like um because I've got I've got a little bit here about training and preparation and in my head I've got like a rocky montage leading up to it <laughs> but instead of pull-ups and pulling like carts along you know they're starting off with two hot dogs and then they're, they're you know they're kind of like eating crisps and they're eating sweets then it finishes with them with a plate of 60 you know and then they're shouting out you know i did it (laughs) (laughs) all all to the tune of uh what's that song that um rocky song no easy way out yeah or um (laughs) do you remember weird al yankovic did um michael jackson's beat it but did eat it so it'll be (laughs) (laughs) there's one more big notable character and i'm only going to mention him because he's repping the uk Oh, go on. Yes. So yes. I feel like I have to. His name that you would have seen him on YouTube by is Beard Meets Food. Um, but his name's actually Adam Moran. Now, yes, Adam. Yes, <laughs> again, Adam. I've been looking at everyone's descriptions on um, the MLE website and they're brilliant. This one, Beard, as he's referred to by the eating community, is a YouTube sensation who's dedicated his MLE career to bringing the mustard yellow belt to the UK. It is like a uh, WWE promo. Doing so would mean destroying American pride in the name of our former colonial overlords on our nation's birthday. (laughs) Should that ever happen, the tears in Coney Island will flood this nation from (laughs) sea to shining sea. We pray it doesn't, but we wish the beard well well in trying. (laughs) It's honestly amazing. Um, he, He basically just storms around the UK, absolutely ripping to pieces, basically every UK eating challenge that there is we don't really have many of them here and i feel like they're not particularly excessive here we should reach out to him yeah come on adam 1.71 million subs do you reckon we're big enough for that yet well we'll we'll cover him we'll we'll we'll, we'll do a, an episode especially on him oh my god yeah maybe i tell you what maybe we could just be a sponsor for one of the video episodes and we just pay for his meal that day <laughs> <laughs> well actually 290 is... <laughs> quid later <laughs> That's that's just the first course. And he's eaten 72 pancakes. <laughs> yeah, that's the starter, yeah. But yeah, I feel like in terms of the UK as well, it's difficult because obviously he's technically the number one competitive eater in the UK um, and he's the highest Brit. He's actually the highest, I think, non-American on the MLE website. Um, but it's difficult in the UK because apart from like an individual pub or restaurant doing some sort of obnoxious challenge, I feel like competitive eating in the UK isn't really a thing and hasn't really caught on yet. No, I remember as a kid it being featured again on TV programs as a novelty thing rather than, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, look from around the world, look at in America. Yeah, these people eating. And, and it was more of, um, how do you put it? Not to laugh at them, but it was more of an, amu- an amusement thing. And, and I think it's always stuck like that. I don't think we've ever taken food eating, whether there's a, whether there's a social element to that, you know, in terms of do, do people want to see people, 10 people eating like 600 hot dogs between them? I, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's never really taken off, has it? Do you feel like because in the UK, maybe it's more we don't have like that kind of obsession with like the excess, if that makes sense? 
Yeah, yeah, there's probably something in that. But yeah, it'd be interesting why, you know, to, to, to find out why. But yeah, maybe it's a mix, mixture of all those things. Maybe there, there was, um, I do remember there, there was a pub or something that did, I think it was a pie eating contest. And I think it's been cancelled for the last couple of years because of COVID. But I think in that area it was, I'll have to find out. Maybe we, we keep saying these things. Maybe you and I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should go. Although I don't know if our bowel disease would agree. Oh, actually. Um, yeah, you know what? That's the only really thing holding me back from comp- being a competitive eater because I am one extra fat bastardo. <laughs> but, I was, I was actually going to say, obviously, yeah, sort of bowel disease aside, if you if you can, you can do that. Would Is that something you'd be tempted to do i don't i don't think it is I, I don't think i could do it and i don't think i'd want to do it mainly because... what in terms of getting into competitive eating yeah yeah i don't know i feel like again it would depend because i feel like i wouldn't want to sit down and eat anything that was just do you know like if it was something cheese but i feel like i, I would love to do donuts or if it was even something <laughs> chocolate or ice cream yeah. i would love to do sweet stuff or if it was pizza for instance if you turn around and said oh, right pizza. that's it we've My got God. a 13 foot pizza can you eat it i'd be like i don't know but i'm gonna fucking try well well you want to <laughs> you want to stay tuned to what i've got coming up later on then if you want to hear about that yeah i couldn't do sweet stuff i couldn't do sweet stuff it would have to be savoury. It would have to be pizzas, pies, stuff like that. I couldn't do sweet. I, I always feel, though, that that's, those are the ones that are, are a little bit more underwhelming because it takes up too much room. But then again, yeah. maybe, you know what? Maybe my bowel disease might help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because but... what goes in must come out. And with me, it comes out much more quickly than the average person. Yeah, but it can't come out while you're doing it. That's the problem. You get this. Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's what that's. I I think that that's really discriminatory that they do that in a lot of eating challenges where they say you can't use the toilet. I think that's horrifically unfair. I remember. Um, I got addicted years ago to um, Man versus Food when it hit hit this <laughs> it was country. Just brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I remember there was one, and it was a pizza one. And one of the rules that I remember saying to them is it can't come out either end. You've got to eat, but but they had to finish it right. I think it was a huge pizza, and you you could do it between two, but you had to keep it in you for five minutes. So it wasn't just enough finishing it. You had to finish it in a set time, and you couldn't. You had to keep it in you for five minutes after you as well. So they added that little extra little caveat to it. I think that one's a little bit unfair, but I guess it just stops someone just immediately gorging it down, knowing that they're just going to throw it back up. The thing I think of and. In a second, I can go into it. I've got the rules around events and some training and prep that they do. The thing for me is I just want to know how they feel after. That's that's what I didn't look at. and Maybe I didn't want to. But, you know, once you've eaten 20 pounds of pumpkin pie, once you've eaten 62 hot dogs, once you've eaten, what was it, 220 Twinkies, how do you feel after the 12, 24 hours afterwards? Well, now, this is a good example because the English guy, Beard versus Food, Beard Meets Food, sorry, that I talked about, did actually do a video, and I think he went on a podcast talking about the effects. Now, if I remember rightly, it was a poutine eating challenge. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And poutine is like that potato thing with like gravy and cheese and stuff, isn't it? Isn't it a Cana- is it a Canadian thing, if I remember correctly? I wouldn't be confident in saying it, but... I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And so basically he talked he told this story about how he was doing a poutine eating contest and he talked about the night afterwards and he said that it was the closest he thought he's ever come to dying as a result of competitive eating because he turned around and said it is it's not funny. It's not funny. You have to go and watch the original video because it is mental. He turned around and I think he said that he lost use of one side of his body. 
Wow. And he literally just spent the entire night shaking on the floor. And I think it was as a result of like either the salt or sugar levels in his body being so high that it was basically just blowing the roof off of all of his natural like mineral balance. Um, And he said, he said, I literally just sat on the floor shaking because I couldn't do anything. He said, and that was literally just everything catching up to me. I thought, so there must be some serious health effects. And I know obviously he's a young, he's he's a relatively young guy now, you know, he's 36. So he's not even remotely in the age where you'd worry but it does make you wonder as to whether or not when he starts to hit kind of you know your age or um (laughs) (laughs) as to whether or not he's going to have any lasting effects from that sort of thing Jeez, i mean the thing is so and and i'm sure everyone listening we've all done it you know when you're eating something unhealthy or you know something you shouldn't have we've all done that been on that night where you've gone a step too far and eaten that extra donut or you've eaten (laughs) that extra thing and you do feel a little bit rough do you, you know when you re- you know you've had too much and you can feel a bit sick and that's just if you've eaten an extra hamburger or something let alone if you've eaten an extra 30 it's, it's yeah the, the body man what what you must put the body through and that's the thing it's kind of like imagine do you know when you've eaten to excess because it's true like what you've just said we've all done it haven't we we've all been out and said yeah i'll make room for dessert when really you know you probably shouldn't or can't Imagine yeah. just feeling like that, but constantly for yeah. probably 48 hours is how this man felt. Well, I've got some things about training and preparation. So shall I, shall I say some things about that? Say how they, they train for, for an event. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's see if I can get my regime in, uh, in, in check. <laughs> well, well, it says, it says a lot of competitive eaters undergo rigorous, rigorous personal training in order to increase <laughs> their stomach capacity and eating speed with various foods. Stomach elasticity is usually considered the key to eating success and competitors commonly train by drinking large amounts of water over a short time to stretch the stomach. Oh, and, right. Yeah, others combine the consumption of water with large quantities of low-calorie foods such as vegetables or salads. Some eaters chew large amounts of gum in order to build jaw strength. But this is what, I'm coming back to something you said earlier, but they said paradoxically low body fat percentage is thought to be better for competitive eating and it's called the belt of fat theory and i had a look actually just before we 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 started to do this and it's actually being proven well not being proven but it's much more now a, a belief thing so going back to what you said that a lot of them are all small people what they're saying is if you've got like that large belt of fat around you it stops the stomach expanding. It constricts right. stomach expansion. So that's what they're saying. Ironically, people with lower body fat are better at competitive eating, which, yeah, like you said, you wouldn't think that, would you? Yeah, I guess it makes sense, though, because I guess even with body fat percentage, like your visceral fat, which is all the stuff that's around your organs, you can't have much of that, surely, because otherwise it's going to get in the way, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's it. Yeah, it's a, it's a visceral fat, it's particularly around you know the middle, <laughs> around the waist. If if you've got that, that's going to constrict the stomach. So that's a, that's the theory, the belt of fat theory. It's called for the marquee event, like and and this features a lot. So maybe we'll get a sponsorship. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Some eaters like current contest Joey Chestnut will begin training several months before the event with personal time trials using the food of choice and repetitive. Uh, sorry, retired competitive eater Ed Cookie Jarvis, trained by consuming entire heads of boiled cabbage, followed by drinking up to two gallons of water every day for two weeks before a contest. 
And this is the thing, right? We were talking about the toll on the body due to the risks involved with training alone or without emergency medical supervision. The IFOCE, which I think is the MLE as well, actively discourages training of any sort. Oh, really? For something like food eating, you think, oh, you can do it. But yeah, due to the risks involved with training alone or without emergency medical supervision, they discourage it. So... You know, that, that just says what it must do to the body. You know, it's, it's... I mean, the fact that the people that are the ones that kind of like are the are the overseeing body turn around and say to you, even training is too dangerous for this, please don't do it, must say something, mustn't it? Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if like the FA say, yeah, we don't want you playing football on your own or in the backyard or something. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like, don't, they're like don't go to training tomorrow. <laughs> But there are also, sorry, I've just got a few things. There are specific rules of events, right? So competitive contests often adhere to an 8, 10, 12 or 15 minute limit. Uh, Many of them, many professional contests also employ series of judges whose role is to enforce the contest rules. I mean, you'd expect that. The judges will also be called upon to count or weigh each competitor's food and certify the results of the contest. So imagine that, having to weigh food. I mean, it's... uh, that's that's down to the degree to make sure everyone's eating the same and i guess you have to i guess you know someone's all of a sudden that that hot dog's about twice the size of on, on someone else's plate it, it throws kind of fairness out the window won't they yeah that's true that's true this is a funny one well it's funny it's, it's the word is funny so many eaters will attempt to put as much food in their mouths as possible during the final seconds of a contest this is known as chipmunking if uh, if chipmunking is allowed in a contest, eaters are given a reasonable amount of time, less than two minutes usually, to swallow the food or risk a deduction from their final total. Right, okay. So basically, the, the, the time is coming up and they can turn around and basically eat whatever's left in their mouth. So yeah. that's why they do it. So you can stuff another five hot dogs in your mouth and yeah, yeah. swallow them. But you've count. got to finish, oh, okay. yeah. Going back to what we were saying about all oh, what I said about... <laughs> sorry, sorry, wait a minute, just an analogy. Do you ever remember Sensible Soccer where the, the whistle wouldn't go until the ball crossed the line? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. basically what chipmunking is. It's like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, as long as it's stuffed in your mouth, we won't call time on you, it will still count. <laughs> go for it, go for it. <laughs> when I said earlier about the breads would be difficult, they said where eaters, in many contests, eaters are allowed to dunk foods in water or other liquid to soften the food to make it easier to chew. Uh, yeah, that usually takes that. place, yeah, involving a bun or doughy, doughy parts. But professional contests often enforce a limit on the number of times competitors are allowed to dunk food, which I would think, doesn't it balance out? If you're dunking it twice, aren't you taking up more time? I, I, I know. If I'm being honest, I've seen the dunking thing when it comes. And again, it's it, it's like you said, whenever it's anything that's bready, it's to soak it up. I don't like that as a rule. I think it's pointless. I feel like it kind of defeats the object because let's say you've got a hot dog bun, you're dipping it so it goes all mushy. It's kind of just not a hot dog bun anymore, no, yeah, is it? Yeah. I feel oh, like, that, yeah, I don't, awful, I've never liked that. I've got a couple more rules here. Competitors are required. Sorry, I'm laughing because it is, it is funny, but I, I see it. Competitors are required to maintain a relatively clean eating surface through the contest. Excess debris after the contest results in a deduction from the final total. I mean, if it's like a complete sausage or a bun, I get it. But what counts as excessive debris? Yeah, and who who measures it? And like midway <laughs> through, are you just supposed to like put your face on the desk and hoover up all the crumbs? Like, yeah, again, I mean, maybe it's because in previous instances, they've had people cheating and like scooping stuff either under tables or whatever it might be. 
and this is it. This is in the final bit. If at any point during or immediately after the contest, a competitor competitor regurgitates any food, he or she will be disqualified. Vomiting, also known as a reversal, or as ESPN and the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest call it, a reversal of fortune, includes obvious signs of vomiting as well as any small amounts of food that may fall from the mouth deemed by judges to have come from the stomach. Small amounts of food already in the mouth prior to swallowing are excluded from this rule. So yeah, so if you want to get into the game, you've got to follow those. But something that came to mind, sorry, before we go back to this, something that came to mind about like the dunking, I'll never forget. And this challenge, I've, I think I've actually got in my list. Man versus food again. He did one. It was an ice cream eating one. And he actually, while he was doing that, ordered a plate of fries to eat. Oh, because yeah. he said the salt helped him. It kind of broke up from the sweetness and the gloopiness. So he would eat. He ordered a extra food, basically. That wasn't part of the competition. <laughs> just to break up that that kind of texture in his mouth. So, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense as well. It's like a change for your body because I guess when you're turning around, it's it's a little bit like, again, have you ever turned around and eaten like a few bags? Well, do you know what? This is terrible as well because I just don't eat one bag of crisps. I eat six. But do you know after you've wow. eaten six bags of crisps, for instance, or a family let's, bag of crisps? Yes, let's say I've done that. Yeah, for all <laughs> intensive purposes, yes, thanks. Um, you've ever turned around and said, oh, you know what? I need a Kinder Bueno now because I've got too much like, too much um like salt in my mouth basically you're like oh i need to break it up or like you do something like that you eat something that's really really savory and you're like oh i need something sweet like a glass of coke or or something like that yeah um my god i come across as such an unhealthy fat slob but yeah i I probably am as well in real life (laughs) but yeah I, i kind of understand that point to be fair i think it's just interesting the the more professional you get these kind of little tips and tricks that they develop in that community well, in actual fact as well, I, I had to look because I, rem- I remember watching a video, this is completely separate, um, about people that have cheated previously. And, you know, I said about Joey Chestnut, he beat um, a guy, Kobayashi's um, eating record. Kobayashi to this day still maintains that Joey Chestnut cheated and that he thinks that the MLE are involved. Oh, no, come on. Don't say it ain't so. Yeah, because he turns around and said that he is absolutely adamant that Joey Chestnut's hot dogs were smaller than his, which gave him an unfair advantage. You're then calling on the integrity on the of the judges. You're you're questioning. Well, we've that. seen it. We've seen it in boxing before. So is it oh, possible to it see it in the MLE? Yeah, this is what I mean. You know, they're they're portraying themselves like some WWE sort of organization, <laughs> and we know that that's scripted. Well, you know when what's the word fraud and corruption comes to the competitive food competitions the world the world has taken a dive then yeah (laughs) Yeah. people all of a sudden turning around and placing bets you've got bookies taking shady bets on competitive eating there are criticisms of it did you see any of the criticisms i know you've got some of the dangers haven't you so i mentioned this previously and i think that this is probably a fair point And again, why I think it's probably not something that has risen in the UK as much. And one of the main ones is, again, just about it being a bit gluttonous. So it's all about excess. And as well, especially nowadays, when typically there are more people that are heavier than they probably should be. Again, me being one of them. It's just not something that you kind of want to promote, I guess, especially to young people involved. As much as the people on stage that are eating are, again, a lot of the time, very, very skinny. Like you've just said, in terms of training regimes, I know that the beard versus, uh, sorry, the beard meets food, Adam, he's literally turned around and said after eating challenges, sometimes I just don't eat. 
for days because you just don't yeah. need to. And again, in the lead up, he won't eat in the lead up because he needs to make room for food pretty much. What is actually quite interesting, and this is something that happened in China, um, obviously mukbang videos have been oh, yeah, yeah. quite a common theme in recent years. And they, they passed legislation which banned competitive eating competitions and mukbang videos basically to combat food waste. And I think that's what I was saying earlier when I meant, like I said, the social thing. I think nowadays it's one of those things where I think it's looked at probably harsher than it was before, I guess. There was one really interesting point, though. It was a psychiatrist, Kim Dennis. And this is, again, it's not funny. It's just the context of the fact that you've got psychiatrists who are weighing in on this because that's how serious this sort yeah, of thing is. Yeah. Um, and they quoted and said, somebody eating 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes is self-abuse to some extent. They warned that competitive eating carries risks with development of an eating disorder for people who had any sort of predisposition to have one. But you could probably see that about the 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes because like we said you can't feel good afterwards so maybe maybe there is something in it i don't know i just feel like there is a level of harm that you are having to inflict on yourself and again when you look at some of the injuries and adverse health effects i mean we talked about how beard meets food nearly died on a hotel room yeah, floor yeah. after eating poutine um and it talked about basically there was risks increased um sorry increased risks of stuff like stomach ulcers and again, because of increased water intake, basically water intoxication, because it is possible to die from drinking too much water. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. about four litres in, in the space of a couple of hours would probably be enough to do it. Again, Beard Meets Food has talk, talked about on his YouTube channel before, but in terms of like abdominal cramps, diarrhea and all of that sort of yeah. thing, it is actually something that's that's probably quite dangerous. And I feel like the people that are involved in it, because they've been involved in it for so long, kind of just accept those risks. I don't know if it's something that I'd want to push people to get into. But I think I wonder if that's the thing, you know, we, we kind of talk about this and when people look at it, there's a bit of amusement. There is an element of training and body adaptation. So is it that people look at it and maybe on a drunken night out or when they get in with a group of mates, say, oh, let's do it. And that's when things happen because you're not used to doing that. But they, they see these things. And is it fun or is it a dare or is it in a drunken state? They decide to try emulate that. Is that where the problems come because you know they said some of them they start two months beforehand training you know and it's not like they just rock up they 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 are actually training for it so it's literally longer than boxing camp yeah yeah i mean i said about the the montage video it just shows that you can't just turn up and eat 20 chilies or 20 or 62 hot dogs just like that (laughs) well and Um, you've i think you've got something that kind of backs up the dangers as well don't you yeah, now I'm going to talk about deaths, <laughs> um, obviously, being the one that brings the up the negative do, yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, because that's what I do. This is this is my role here. And now, surprisingly, most deaths in eating competitions don't actually occur from you having some sort of breakdown and or seizure or something like that as a result of basically you taking in too much food. Most of them occur because of choking, which is strange because I kind of think to myself, surely at an eating event where you people are gulping food as quickly as they can, someone who can do the Heimlich maneuver is the one thing that you need there. Yeah, that's surprising. You'd think there would be precautions for that. Yeah, you you would think. So again, there's been a few notable ones. Basically, there are thereabouts one every year in terms of people dying from choking. So 2012, this one is pretty grim in terms of the event as well competitively eating live cockroaches and worms oh 
And it was actually only after he choked to death that the autopsy revealed he had choked to death to begin with. What do you mean, sorry? I don't think anybody had realized oh, they that's didn't know what was what happening happened. to right, him. Right, right, sorry. And they didn't realize yeah. what was happening to him. And then an autopsy had later revealed that he choked to death. Um, 2013, 64-year-old man choked uh, during a pie-eating contest, died July 4th, 2014. Now, this is at Nathan's hot dog eating contest in 2014. 47-year-old okay, yeah. eater choked to death during the hot dog contest. Uh, 2016, man choked to death in a KFC speed eating competition. Funny enough, not affiliated with KFC, but they just used their product, which I imagine they probably weren't happy about. And I imagine there was probably a court case over that one as well because they yeah. used the word KFC. At a university... There was a pancake eating contest in 2017. A female student died by choking as well. Again, 2019, choking at a taco competition. 2020, choking at uh, an eating contest. 2021, choking and falling unconscious at a hot dog um, contest. I mean, what, it's unbelievable. The, the thing to say is that is that is on, you know, I know it seems obvious, but that is really sad. I mean, for a competition and something that's like non-contact, non-combative, it's depressingly sad that these people are losing their lives to that. And like you said, especially for something, we don't know the, the details of it, but something that feels preventable. Even yeah, when it's yeah. happening, it should be preventable. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I don't know if with these eating contests, I feel like if you're going to do these things, we have, we have to appreciate, I feel like we know that there's risks. And also maybe the reason that this sort of thing doesn't happen in the UK is because there's more of an onus on people that are organizing it. So, do you know, like we talked about cheese roll, the health and safety, the health and safety. Yeah. Thing, yeah. From a health and safety perspective, I just feel like you're not getting away with allowing 15 people to line up and eat as much food as they possibly can by virtue of the fact that you're probably going to be responsible for negligence if one of them dies. Yeah. So I feel like that in the UK might probably be another reason as to why we don't do it. But I feel like if this is going to be an actual thing, which it has been for probably the last, you know, 30 years properly, and even when you said you were a kid, so, you know, I feel like if this is going to be a proper thing, you need to have the right regulation in place. And that seems mental to turn around and say, you need to make sure that the health and safety people are there when people are chugging 60 gallons of ice cream. But it, you you genuinely need these people there. Well, I guess we don't know, though. We don't know the specifics. So I guess we probably shouldn't speculate. I mean, we, like I said, unless you unless there are more details on that. So I guess what that does show, though, is that you know, and, and it feels weird to say it, is we sh- we should say like you shouldn't try this at home. It does it does show that there are dangers, right? It's it's sad. It's sad. Well, like I said, I mean, in in terms of the fir- the one in two thousand and fourteen, that was at Nathan's hot dog eating contest, which is the prime event in the states, really, isn't it? That's the record that everybody seems to want, from what I understand. So, to me, for that to be happening at what is kind of like the showcase event is probably a little bit concerning. Yeah, but but what I mean, though, is could it be that because there's stuff in food, is it not overly obvious at the start? We don't know, did that person have anything else wrong with them? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I, like I said, I don't think we should speak later. I guess the key thing here is that, you know, however you look at it, there, there is an inherent danger. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and when you think about it, if you look at kind of contact sport, there's probably a boxing death once a year nowadays. I mean, obviously yeah. boxing deaths are shocking still, but on average, I think it's probably safe to say that there's one relatively high profile one every year. So if competitive eating is on that same vein, but one sport is about how much food you can fit in you, and the other sport is about literally punching another man in the head until he's unconscious, 
I feel like there's enough of a worry there for it to be a concerning thing. Yeah, but that but that's exactly what we said. The bodies are complicated things. If, as much as we know about them, they're still we're still quite frail, aren't we? What else have you got? Well, I was going to run through some contests and say as to whether or not you'd be willing to try them. Okay, let's do that because I've I've got the same. But before um before we go, I've got some of the records. I went onto the MajorLeagueEating.com website. <laughs> And I've got some of the records. They've got 24-inch pizza. Yeah. And it's seven and a half extra large slices. The record for that is 15 minutes. And that was in, that's I think the record of that was in 2005. Then there's pizza, 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 which I love pizza. We've got, I've got asparagus here. Um, <laughs> Who eats asparagus on a good day? Who puts well, it on their plate anyway? Well, we, I know after just a few um, few heads of asparagus, what your pee smells like after, let alone this one. Oh my is God, could you imagine? You'd go into a public pounds. bathroom and evacuate it. Like, what yeah. on earth? It's 12 pounds, 12, over 12 pounds of <laughs> deep fried asparagus spears. That was 10 minutes. <laughs> deep fried asparagus. Hi, can I have asparagus, but make it unhealthy, please? <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, we've got bacon here at the end. I think you said it was 182 strips. Uh, so that was in 2015. So yeah, so that was some of the records. But yeah, let's let's do some challenges. Let's finish on a bit of a fun thing. I've got some as well. So let's see what you've got. And okay, then I'll, so I'll throw some at you. Now, this is, I've got off the bat. I'll see what you think first. Um, but I wouldn't do this one. Oyster eating. No, no. Yeah, can't do it too slimy. Don't like oysters on the best of days. Yeah, I've had one and that's the only one I'm ever going to have. Yeah, I mean, it's only an eight-minute challenge, but the prize money as well is only $1,000. I feel like that's not enough to make me an oyster, just a, just one of them. So <laughs> I wouldn't do that one. This one's great because it reminds me of a food that you'd see in, do you know, like the name reminds me of something you'd see in like Fallout or something. Yeah, um, yeah. Slug burgers. <laughs> Here we go. Now, not actually made of slugs. Yeah. A slug burger is basically deep fried beef, onions, pickles, and mustard, basically all together in a bun. But yeah, beef, onions, pickles, and mustard. So it's basically just a burger. But again, how do we make a burger even more unhealthy? Deep fry everything. What is it? One or or is it many? Yeah. So basically, or... it's as many you can eat in ten minutes. I'd probably give it a go. I, I, the thing is, right? I'd give a lot of these a go, but I wouldn't be able to do them. I'm not saying I'd be anywhere near, but I'd probably, yeah, I'd, I'd at least give that a go. Be willing to try that one. Yeah, yeah. Current record: forty-one slug burgers in slug burgers in ten minutes. Joey Chestnut, obviously, because the man holds all of the records. Now, <laughs> this one here is the jalapeno eating challenge. And this nope, is nope, eight minutes nope. to eat as <laughs> nope. many jal- Now, jalapenos aren't terribly hot, though, to be fair. No, they're not. But sorry, carry on. But no, but I wouldn't want to eat loads of them. That's the thing. Okay, fair enough. So in eight minutes, what do you reckon the record is set in 2011? <sighs> in eight minutes? And this was, again, Pat Bertoletti. This was Pat Deep Dish Bertoletti. So I imagine he loves a Chicago Town pizza. 50. 275. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that toilet visit, that next toilet visit, it's not going to be a pleasant <laughs> one. Um, this one I'm a little bit unsure of. The National Fried Mushroom Eating Championship. No. Would you give that a go? No. I like Again, mushrooms, it's like... but I wouldn't want to eat loads of them like that yeah i feel like they're a bit of a slimy texture but also deep fried it's like again give me mushrooms but make them unhealthy yeah 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 now again the record for the mushroom eating is actually pretty impressive because it's 5.2 kilos in eight minutes impressive 
I don't know if I could eat five and five and a bit kilos of anything in eight minutes. Yeah, and especially mushrooms. Like I say, I like them, but I just yeah, they're one of those ones. Once I've had a certain amount, I don't want any more. Yeah, like do you know the perfect portion on like a full English breakfast? That's it. You're just there. They're just a bit of a token kind of thing. Yeah, can't yeah. do more than that. Yeah. Um, this one I feel like I'd be willing to try: peanut butter and jelly sandwich eating world championships. Joe, you know I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah, I, I love peanut one. butter, but jam would be quite sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it is, right? Let's do it for call it for what it should be: peanut butter and jam, right? <laughs> it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to our American <laughs> friends across the pond, but it is just jam, unfortunately. There is no jelly, um, jelly wobbles, and it stays in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I just think it'd be too too rich, too sickly for me. I don't mind that one because I feel like the bread would kind of contrast the sweetness. I feel like you could kind of get away with that one. Again, I think current record is 30 in 10 minutes, which again is pretty bloody impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Gyozas. Oh, yes, I know what those are. They're um... they're like the Japanese things in like the pastry, um, usually served like um, they're kind of moist almost. They're like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd do that. I would do that. Absolutely. You'd be willing to give that one a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the record for this one is held by Matt Stoney, and he ate how many do you think in 10 minutes? They're quite, they're quite small, aren't they? They are quite small, yeah. They're quite I small. think the, um, the outside, I think, can be quite filling. But in how many? Eight minutes or 10? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. All right, minute, six, 60 seconds. I like how I'm trying to like, apply mathematical yeah, like, equations. Yeah, <laughs> 60 seconds. Let's say you can eat 35 a minute. What would that be? Did you say 10 minutes? I've forgotten again. 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Right, that would be 350, but I'm going to knock it off. So say 250. 323. You were quite oh, close to I, I was quite close. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's bloody impressive because it is basically what, like one every two and a bit seconds or something. Yeah, jeez. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That one's impressive. <laughs> we were going to go through the hot dog one, but again, I feel like hot dogs you would have a go at, but would never, yeah. ever get near the record no. for. What about chicken wings? Hot or normal? Just normal. Yeah, I'd, I'd well, absolutely. They're, they're buffalo ones, so buffalo ones aren't particularly. Hot, oh no, I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely them, give it a go. I'd absolutely give it a go. Now, if I was ever going to break a record, it would probably either be for wings or ribs because I love wings and I love ribs. Yeah, you do actually. Don't you? So yeah, I, I would, I would happily have a go at this one. And if Joey Chestnut, boy, if you hold this record, I would be happy to come for this one. And what's the record now? What's, what's the record? I actually think the record for this is like 182 wings in 30 minutes. Poof. That's a lot of wings, but again, I kind of feel like if I turned up to America and sat down for one of these challenges, we wouldn't get the piddly little wings that we get here when you go to a place. You'd get gigantic mammoth, like buffalo proper wings that you just wouldn't see here. The other thing about this that's come to mind when we talk about this is just the the preparation of it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the preparation yeah, like, for all this food. Do you know the thing that annoys me? It's like, do you know when you sit down to do one of these challenges, is everything already cold? Well, I guess it must be. I guess it must because be. Because if you get there and you've got a plate of wings and it's all cold food, like even with the burgers and the hot dog challenges and stuff, like imagine just snapping down on cold hot dogs or do Unless they cook them and warm. then... Maybe it's kept warm. You know, you can keep them on hot plates and things like that, maybe. Yeah, I would hope so. This next one's pretty impressive. Mayonnaise eating competition. No, I like mayonnaise, but no. <laughs> no. The winner of the competition usually consumes about three and a half kilos worth of mayonnaise. jeez. Oh, no. Now, to be honest, I feel like this is one that would probably make me throw up in about 60 seconds. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Not spoonfuls of mayonnaise. No. You know, it's nice in a tuna 
tuna mayonnaise, but I couldn't just imagine. Yeah, one spoon would be enough. No. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd immediately throw up. Um, This one I don't think you'll like because of what you'd said previously. Ice cream sandwich eating. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that. No. Really? I feel like that one's quite nice. Cookies with ice cream. I feel like I'd get too sickly too soon. I think it's one I'd like to give a go, enter it, just eat the first one and then retire. And then, yeah, go over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm full. Thanks for my free Again, I like, I like the item. I'd give it a go, but I wouldn't want to actively try to do it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. We've got a couple. Of, again, I think this one is more um, specialist to the US. This is crawfish eating. Yeah, definitely do that. Yeah, crawfish. I feel yeah, like this yeah. would be quite a satisfying one. Although you have to remember in this challenge, you also have to de-shell them and like take the heads off and get everything out of them as well in your record attempt or your during the competition. So they're all still shelled. I've had to do that at weddings. So Oh yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so taking into account that you've got to de-shell them and stuff, the record for this was held in 12 minutes. How many do you reckon they did? You gotta deshell them. Yeah, but I've seen people can deshell them really quickly. I reckon you can deshell it in a second. All right, let's say I reckon you're looking at <laughs> quick maths. <laughs> yeah, three <laughs> seconds, three to four seconds. How many minutes? Sorry, twelve minutes. Oh wow, twelve minutes. All right, let's say four seconds, right at most, and that's pushing it. So you've got in a minute. What have you got? Ten. All right, let's say 12 a minute. 12 by 12, uh, what's that? It's 120, I'm actually going to round this one up. Um, can I just say, if you do the editing for this, can you put the countdown clock into that last bit? <laughs> yeah. like, three, carry the one, hold yeah. the two. <laughs> for you to go, no, you're absolutely wrong. No, yeah, I'm going yeah. to go for 160. Yeah, yeah, just way off, 331. Oh, no, don't do this. That's, that's yeah. impressive. All that maths, all that maths, all to be wrong like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, this one's um, absolutely grim, but you can tell me if it's better or worse than mayo. Butter eating. No, no. Um, I. No. Okay, you have to pick one or the other, butter or mayonnaise, go. Do you know what? I think I'd probably go for the mayonnaise over the butter. No way. Yeah. Over because butter. I, because I think the mayonnaise, because it's a liquid of sort, I said you could just <laughs> drink it through a straw. <laughs> well, no, no, you could just swallow it. Whereas the butter, you're biting into it, and there's yeah, there's a yeah. I couldn't no. I, I would. I think it's the texture. I think you could almost imagine just swallowing it <laughs> if you know what I mean. The mayonnaise. <laughs> I, I feel like that just the thought of going into the fridge and chowing down on a bar of Lurpak is grim enough as it is. But I feel like I'd rather do this one over the mayo, to be honest. No, no, mayo for me. Yeah. No, oh, oh, that's a bit of a... Well, I'm, you can enter the mayo and I'll enter the butter. <laughs> that was the grim one that I wanted to finish on as well. But the record is just over a kilo worth of salted butter in five minutes. Jeez. All right, I've got... But to just to finish up, I've got some... I've cheated a little. These aren't world records as such. These are food challenges, um, which okay. I found. Now, it says around the world, but I think all of them bar one are in America um so naturally <laughs> and where possible i've tried to actually find out if they're still active some i could do that some i couldn't the first one is in los angeles california it's oh, yeah. big big mama and papa's pizza and it's tw- it's created with 20 pounds of dough six pounds of sauce and 12 pounds of cheese this bad boy may require you to pick up some hungry strangers off the side street um you can have Five people, she could have four people helping you eat a 54-inch pizza 
and it must be fully demolished to receive the $1,000. Now, it doesn't say a time. I have then looked at it. So it's, yeah, it's a 54-inch pizza, 200 squares of it. Technically, it serves 50 to 70 people, but you've got to eat it between five. So you'd give that a go, wouldn't you? You'd get four mates and you'd give it a go, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, in reality, if you have to turn around, it serves 50 to 70, did you say, sorry? Yeah, yeah. So you're eating what on average ten persons portions? I guess if yeah, yeah. you and your mates are hungry, you'd you'd give that a go. Yeah, I think that's fair. But the thing is, it's going to cost you four hundred dollars. Starts at four hundred dollars to try it. So that there there we go. So this is a difference some between re- some yeah. really hungry mates. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're now going over to Texas, Amarillo, and it's the seventy-two ounce steak challenge. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent would love. And it. I forgot to say, I got this from SpoonUniversity.com. Um, they say everything is bigger in Texas. Well, I guess it's true, considering this seventy-two dollar meal consists of a seventy-two ounce steak, shrimp cocktail, baked potato salad, and a dinner roll. <laughs> if you successfully wolf down all this food in an hour before going into, uh, well, sorry, if you successfully wolf down all this food, the restaurant, Big Texas Steak Ranch, will grant you the meal for free okay. so, you, so you have to pay 72 dollars to to do it and if you manage it they'll they'll give that you back i mean it sounds like a pretty banging meal for 72 dollars anyway does it not it does there are 11 rules though on this so this oh, is an wow. active one as wow. well yeah <laughs> right but yeah no absolutely like you said yeah it would be something you'd order if you imagine going on holiday and you you went into that you'd do it for for an instagram photo wouldn't you yeah yeah you would wouldn't you you turn around just for the opportunity of the picture i'd i'd have it all rare as well i'd be like could you just do my steak absolutely yeah. rare yeah no you you would you right so the rules i'll skip through them quickly you've got to complete in an hour if any oh, of the meal enough. is not consumed you lose uh before the time starts you're going to be allowed to cut into the steak and take one bite if the Steak tastes good and is cooked to your satisfaction. We will start your time upon acceptable approval. The time will not stop and the contest is on. So make sure before you say yes. So they, at least they make you say, is it is it cooked right for you? But yeah, they don't say impressive. how big the bike could be. Can you literally pick it up? <laughs> as soon as you said that, I immediately thought to myself, yeah, I'm taking one humongous chunk out of that steak. Being like, yeah, fantastic. Thanks. Leave me to it. Once you start, you can't stand up. You can't leave the table or have anyone else touch it. Yeah, Yeah. you're not allowed to stand up, leave the table or have anyone else touch it. You'll be disqualified if anyone assists you in cutting, preparing or eating of your meal. This is your contest. You don't have to eat the fat, but we will judge this, which I think is fair. I mean, yeah, that's not really part of the steak. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Listen to this one, man. Should you become ill, and I think they mean sick because it will become clear. Should you become ill, the contest is over. You lose in capitals. And then it's got <laughs> in brackets, please use a container provided as necessary. <laughs> you are required to pay the full amount up front. If you win, we will refund 100%. And this one's interesting. You must sit at a table that we assign. So what, what, what's that all about? Do they waft smells in your way to, to, to make you feel full or something i don't know or do they have horrible things in front of you to make you to put you off they put you right next to the bathroom yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if you do not win the steak challenge you're welcome to take the leftovers with you you'd probably just want to leave it there wouldn't you yeah yeah i feel like yeah at that point i'd be like no 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 thanks damn they really be strict in texas 
Yeah, no consumption or sharing of the leftovers is allowed in the restaurant once the contest is over, which I find interesting. Do you reckon maybe that's not to stop people claiming that they finished it and then like having maybe. an argument about it, maybe? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. And if you fail to complete the challenge, you must pay the $72. So, yeah, that is, uh, did it say, that's a big Texas steak ranch in Amarillo, Texas. Would go, not, not as fond of as having more rules than you see in modern day football. But yeah, it's only got. It's, do you know what? It's only a matter of time before they introduce VAR into food eating. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get a, a waitress that comes along and they turn around to you and they're just like, "No, no, we saw that. You definitely spilt that on the floor." <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd happily have a go at that one. Right, I think this one is in Pennsylvania, so we're getting around the states here. I think it's a place called Clearfield, and it's the Beer Barrel Main Event Burger. And oh my god, actually, you've got to see a picture of this burger to believe it. It's <laughs> it's it's amazing, right? So before you say yes or no, whatever the price, hamburgers will always be one of the most quintessentially American foods. Priced at a whopping $379, this 123-pound giant features an 80-pound beef patty, 30-pound bun, 12 tomatoes, and 160 slices of cheese. Right, right. And how many people get to try this? Hold on, there's a little bit more. I think it's just you. The chefs top off the mouth-watering burger with a pound of lettuce, ketchup, mustard, and mayo. Finish a burger that weighs more than you in less than five hours, so they give you a fair amount of time. Okay. And you'll receive a $350 reward, T-shirt, and your name posted on the Pub's Hall of Fame. But I swear to you, it sounds a lot, but if you can look it up, it's the Beer Barrel Main Event Burger. It just looks like it just looks like a joke. The picture it, it is huge. It's bigger than you can imagine. It. I mean, it's an eighty-pound burger. Now, can I just? Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that is obnoxious. Now, can I just ask? When they say you get rewarded with three hundred and fifty dollars, does that is that including your steak back, or is your steak coming back on top, as in like the money well, this you is, put in? Well, this is a burger. No, I what I assume is they'll probably. I, I wonder if it is either in a voucher, but no, I think because it's three hundred and eighty dollars, so you're getting three hundred and fifty dollars back. I, I don't know if it's a refund or or whatever, but ultimately you're getting a three hundred and fifty dollar reward and a t shirt. Yeah, yeah, you're still thirty dollars out of pocket, and you've also got yeah. diarrhea for the next yeah, six but, days. Yeah, but thirty dollars for that burger—that's that's you've seen the picture right now, and it's impressive. Actually, I'll put—I'll probably tweet a picture when this episode goes out. Um, right, we're going over to California now, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one I think was made famous on Man vs. Food. This was the kitchen sink challenge. I don't know if you've seen it. So this is at the San Francisco Creamery Company, and it's can you really finish the kitchen sink without getting a brain freeze or two? So basically, it is a kitchen sink full of ice cream. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it consists of three bananas, eight scoops of ice cream, eight different toppings, whipped cream, nuts, and a cherry. This massive sundae may just be the sugar rush you've been needing. Complete it in under under an hour, and you'll win your free ice cream for a year. Eight scoops of ice cream? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't sound much. Bad. Look at the picture, kitchen sink challenge. Before you say that, and it's uh, seventy dollars to do it, or just under. That's not bad price. It literally is served in a kitchen sink. Wow, love yeah. the dedication to that. And you see the size of it; it's a lot. And this is the one I said the the man versus food guy was having the fries. This is the one I remember seeing. Oh uh, yeah. Would you do? No, it? Yeah, I would do that. And yeah, and of all of them, if I'm being honest, of all of them, I think that one's probably the most reasonable one that I could do. 
under an hour and you get free ice cream for a year again although you probably wouldn't want it to see it again free ice cream for a year yeah you know what while i'm looking at it i know that it, it is obviously ridiculous and <laughs> the pictures are stupid but in comparatively to the other challenges the burger that i've just seen this is light work i think right we're going over to another state now minnesota <laughs> this is amazing traveling all over yeah the place. brooklyn park in minnesota this is the ghost wing challenge here we go <laughs> comes with a waiver, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> if, if this is Gervin or Jervin, but Gervin Grill, notorious for their 10 blazing hot wings, requires each person to demolish a plate of wings in 15 minutes or less. You may be thinking 10 wings, that's a piece of cake. You will be taking this back when you find that the ghost pepper is the hottest chili pepper and 400 times hotter than Tabasco sauce. So would you, I mean, we've said about your, obviously your, your bad <laughs> my, my my fragile intestines yeah only for the sake of my health i'd probably have to just pass this one up i'd like to watch people attempt it live but i could never do it myself unfortunately because i actually think it might kill me i look at this and the 10 hot wings makes me, like they say it's a piece of cake makes me think yeah you could do it because 10 you could you could get through that but and again i've seen enough of the challenges the sauce is going to get over your lips over your face and it's going to start burning it's not just you yeah, eating it. Yeah. it, it it's going to be on your fingers. It's you're going to touch your if you touch your eyes, you're, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> going to the toilet afterwards. And and for the last one, well, the last one of this, we're actually coming over to England. Oh wow, okay, impressive. Yeah, so England gets one. Great Yarmouth in England. If <laughs> if you come over, go there. It's a nice little seaside resort. This is called the Kids Breakfast Challenge, but that's kids with a Z. And this is a kid's change, you say. Think again. 6,000 calories and nine pounds of food in one hour sitting sounds absolutely repulsive. And again, it, it, the thing is, nine pounds of food is when you consider some of the other size. But again, it's it's the food it consists of. So it's basically, it's a huge English breakfast. So it's nine pounds of bacon, sausages, potatoes, mushrooms, bread, eggs, beans, and hash browns. So it's it's that stodgy... You know, yeah. and, and, and the thing about this one, and I think this may have been removed because when I found this, it's saying here, health experts are demanding the removal of this dish and cautioning people with a heart condition that they could die from eating three days worth <laughs> of calories in one sitting. Amazing, right. Completing the task alone in less than an hour wins you a free meal. So those were the, the main ones. I thought they were the interesting ones. I did find there was a giant eclair challenge. <laughs> I love that it's, one. I think these are all in England, I think, actually. It was um, the Giant Eclair Challenge has been around for a few years, but it only went viral in the last couple of years because someone actually completed it. It's 5,000 calories again. If you finish it in one sitting, it's free, and you get a Giant Eclair T-shirt, and if you fail, it costs you £20, which doesn't feel a lot, considering you could go to a high-end restaurant in London and buy a dessert probably for £20 anyway, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and then they're all pretty much of a muchness, you know, state change pancake. But I think I think what we're saying there is some of them I would definitely want to try it, but I I could tell you now I wouldn't. As much as I love food, there's no way I could could attempt it. But it is interesting, like I said on the last one, you know, there are dangers. So, you know, for everything we've said, it is a yeah, it's definitely um just consult your doctor and don't try this at home, you know, before you try anything like this. That's what I've got. Those are food challenges, success food challenges. Maybe we should look to attempt a couple of the UK ones as well as going to cheese rolling them within the next year. Yeah, okay, you can start on the butter one. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh no, attempt a wing one maybe and then a rib one. And then maybe we can go and try the English breakfast one. But yeah, competitive eating, I feel like it's never really gone a cotton on like it has in the States in the UK. I feel like there's no one. And also I think things are a little bit more expensive here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so I feel like you just wouldn't get away with it anyway, not to mention health and safety. But yeah, competitive eating, I could probably break that challenge with the ice cream. I think I'd be more than welcome to do that one. It was a nice stop off from week two of food month. Um, And again, I feel like much like after the last episode, I'm probably going to be hitting the fridge. Just before letting you go, we're going to play the trailer for the live stream for The Cure. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. And as always, we know that there's many podcasts from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Cast in Views.